0: such as Neo-Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome everyone to Neo-Reality Collective. We're back again doing a video podcast for my YouTube content and doing an audio podcast for my Anchor.fm content. We're doing a special bonus episode today. We're going to talk about Loki. The C- season one finale happened this week, and oh god, insane, insane journey we got to get to this point. Six weeks, six episodes. Um, wait, or was it five weeks? Uh, let's double check. Uh, <laughs> Sin. Sin and it's just Loki's fun L- Loki was a fun a fun show uh, yeah six weeks six weeks of content was given to us over the course of uh, let's see if we can get this audio a little bit down okay yeah I got music in the background just to test things out just to get a feel for everything and you know really uh, get a feel for the show and trying to give more mu- mood for it and I certainly am not showing any backgrounds or green screen effects. How did this get here? <laughs> uh, you'll see on the video podcast version of this of this neo reality collective video. Oh, but yeah. Anyways. Oh god. Loki taking place after the events of endgame, but primarily after the Avengers movie but it's the Endgame event where the Avengers went back in time focusing on Loki on his escape from from the Avengers creating a revealed to be creating a variant timeline which you know sets off a uh, very pissed off uh, TVA and he gets whacked in the face Originally, it did seem like it was suggesting that the series was going to focus on Loki just going through time and history and just altering stuff and then creating more stuff to the uh, Marvel Universe. And no, instead they had went with, okay, let's hate the Loki that escaped and then bring in the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, which is a thing that existed in the Marvel Comics side of the universe. Which is a group of timeline monitors first appearing in 1986 in 4 Volume 1, 372. And, well, then re-featuring some of the characters that we get to know now. Oh, man. But, yeah. This is also the stuff that will go down in the events that happen in the Phase 4 side of the Marvel Universe with movies. This is part of Phase 4 as a whole as the initiative. And... Yeah, due to his branch timeline, Loki is quickly arrested by the authority of the time of the TVA and brought to their headquarters, where he could not use his magic and thus because security failed in some of the reality. And then he, we learn that Tara Strong is back, voicing Miss Minutes, that the TVA maintains a singular timeline called the Sacred Timeline. That has been shaped by the timekeepers to prevent a multiversal war between different timelines. They do this by resetting branch timelines and the variants who caused them. And for crimes against the sake of timelines. So this is the thing that um, bugged me a little bit. They didn't even know what they were doing. They were just, for their part, just living their life. So you already have this weird, unethical gray area here. Because, yes, you don't want the timeline to go all topsy-turvy, upside down, out and crazy. But... At the same time, you're that guy that's like, oh, I'm going to go do this today. And then it's like, nope, you can't do that. You have to go this way. And and then it's just all around insanity. But, oh, man. It's just, it, it kind of also is a little bit depressing when you think of that. Because now they're they're saying... And then he does not take the proceeding seriously before blaming before blaming the Avengers, knowing Loki knows that yeah, they time travel because he could smell two Tony Starks with the same cologne. And explain and Ren Slayer, the judge, explains that the Avengers actions followed the secret timeline while Loki's did not. So according to what this show just described, the Avengers going back in time was predetermined by fate. Thanos' actions predetermined by fate. So, yeah. uh, Oh, man. Uh, So, Loki, for many... Some people... Does not have the same... Kind of... So, some people, they felt like this show destroyed the MCU. I think it did something else with it. I don't know if they're going that route, but it does seem to suggest this idea. We'll have to see down the road, but when we get to Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And yeah, Loki learns of the death of his mother being the cause of it now because I don't think the Loki in the in the show in the movies that we got in Dark World, he probably doesn't even know that he inadvertently killed his mom. So, I don't think he knew. In, he assumed that they found her and killed her, but inadvertently he was the cause of it. And then, he, then Loki attempts to escape until he realizes the Tesseract and other, other Infinity Stones are there, realizing, is this the most powerful thing in the universe? And I kind of laughed at that, thinking, my god, the most dangerous and most lethal power in the universe bureaucracy i knew it efficient bureaucracy is the most powerful thing in the universe so he returns to the time theater views his intended future including his including the events of ragnarok and his ultimate the death of his father odin his acceptance of his being the son of odin and then his own death at the hands of thanos loki comes to accept and realize he cannot return to his timeline and agrees to hunt down the killer of several TVA officers who has been stealing the technology they use to reset timelines. Mowgli reveals that this fugitive is in fact another Loki. <sighs> yeah. So Loki joins with with um, joins up with the TVA. He's kind of come to this acceptance of of the TVA and this authority they have, and how they basically, basically do, basically destroy the continuity to some people. Which, now makes me, I did question this when I first watched the show, and I was thinking, wait, so if the Avengers are intended to go back in time, they're always intended to go back in time, does that mean that there's inadvertently a timeline where Loki doesn't become a variant, and they go down the intended path? If so, then how does how, how how would they have done the the correct way? So and this also makes me question Doctor Strange's stuff. Like I was thinking to myself, wait, so Doctor Strange saw like 13 million scenarios where all this goes wrong except for one. What happens if it was one of the 13 million that is not the one? So does that mean that that all those other variations would have created a variant timeline where Thanos ultimately has to lose. But yeah, Glorious Purpose um, was a very odd episode for me from the experience, but. Yeah, then we get the... And then they go ahead and confirm that Loki in this continuity is gender fluid, which is something a lot of people speculate for a long time because, you know, he shapeshifts a lot. So, naturally, that would probably cause some questions to himself. And we get some good humor about how he says... Wait, uh... know no, I'm not a robot. Well, all he has to do is just step through that and be incinerated. But that would mean you already know. But... So... Yeah, he reveals that. It reveals that in the second episode, Loki kind of annoys Miss Minutes, who. And he even asks, So, are you like an AI or a computer? Because artificial intelligence and what is basically what he's describing as Mass Effects interpretation of virtual intelligence a VI is very up on that. we get no answer on her from that. She sort of says, kind of, I keep thinking she's actually an AI and Tara Strong does a good Southern accent, but <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, Mobius, oh, Mobius, oh him. Mobius is funny in this. Owen Wilson and, Lo- and Tom Hiddleston's Loki, they have such awesome chemistry on here. This show really showcases the humor side of things. But, yeah, they eventually go ahead and do this massive investigation where Loki re- deduces, I deduced their boy. That when he also learns about the destruction of Asgard and breaks down in tears, but then Loki realizes that the variant of him, him is hiding in apocalyptic events where they can go undetected because the T, because by the TBH standards, nothing they can do changes the timeline there. So they prove this possibility by visiting Pompeii, where it would all go horribly wrong. Where Loki, speaking in their language, warns locals about uh, lo- the local, lo- locals, locals uh, about the coming eruption of the mountain without changing the timeline and realizing that yeah there's a massive breach in security apocalyptic events are inevitable therefore they can't change the timeline which means that the loki variant that they're chasing had to live through had for a long period of time lived a world where 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 everything where where they have to basically live their life in apocalypses and somehow survive them, somehow steal devices to teleport, the tempad to teleport around, and subsequently confusing the living hell out people. But yeah, they're ambushed by the Varian who possesses the body of B-15 and other locals. While the Loki we get know now engages the variant version of him, the other agents find a distressed to reveal she had dislo- disc of C-20, where she had disclosed the timekeeper's location, The very reveals themselves as the female Loki and rejects his offer to overthrow the timekeepers together because Loki's idea was basically together you and me, we can rule the galaxy as Lokis. So she reveals herself to be a Loki female, so we got female Loki. Yay, the comics are more accurate and whatnot. Instead, she activates and sends several stolen time reset charges to various locations and points across the timeline, creating numerous branched timelines and throwing the TVA into disarray. A perfect allegory for when bureaucracy ultimately fails. Because people are dumbasses. And then she escapes, with Loki following her, but the TVA now thinking that Loki turned traitor and whatnot because it's Loki. And there was hilarious moments in this as well where what are you talking about? I never stabbed anyone in the back. Loki, I followed your very history and whatnot. I'm Owen Wilson, and I know this thing. I was in the ha- in some attempted scary movie, and I got my head cut off. That was the thing. Anyways, and Loki just says, well, I would never do it ever again. So, yeah. <laughs> but then... We get to the third episode of this epic event, and when they teleport away, um, the variant is known as Sylvia, projects an emulated memory to her captured TVA agent, uh, TVA agent number Hunter C20, to collect information about the location of the creators. There's Sylvie and Loki arrive at the TVA from Alabama, and she attempts to visit the Time Keepers while he tries to apprehend her. However, the Judge appears and attacks them, and Loki uses a time pad to teleport himself and Sylvie away to a random point in history. And they arrive to the worst location. They arrive at 2077 Lamentis No. 1, a moon, a moon that is soon to be crushed by a planet. And the 10 pads out of power. Oh man, and Loki has hidden, magically hidden the ten, ten pad away in his heart. While only Sylvia knows how to recharge it, the two then travel on a train bound for the Ark, and he gets drunk. And that goes to hell. But he does do an Asgardian song with the, with the passengers after they sneak aboard, and they do this funny scene where there's this old man, and he's like, Honey, it's me! And then he gets blasted away instantly. But the Tempad is destroyed, and <laughs> yeah, after a scuffle with the guards, after he gets thrown out, the two change their plan to travel on foot in hopes of commandeering the ark to escape. Because in the timeline that's been established, the ark gets destroyed, so no one survives the events. So during the journey, Sylvia then reveals, yeah, uh, the TVA doll variants. What? Also, in this scene, we also learn that uh, Sylvia with Loki, Lo- Loki is is bi, so it, or pan, sexual or bisexual, so he's interested in all types. And his relationship with Sylvia goes ahead and flourishes a little bit, but they do have this moment where Sylvia reveals that she got, went ahead and... Learned to enchant people by herself. She somehow learned how to enchant people, and she just did it. And how she can't explain it, I would have been interested to know how they did, how she learned it. Uh, We could, uh, in fact, I would honestly kind of like a a small little another series. Focusing on the life of Sylvia from the Asgardian time to when she was a fugitive. I would actually have loved if they did a seven episode focus... A prequel episode focusing on Sylvia as a bonus. You know, just to learn more about her and how she learned to do this stuff. How she learned to enchant. How she learned to travel through time when she has to hide in apocalyptic events. Because she spent her life being in an apocalypse. And then we learn of the nexus event and yeah they arrest a young Sylvia for crimes against the sacred timeline because you know that's a apparent crime thing that they have no idea proving and all she's doing is just playing with the ships and being a kid and apparently that is a crime because joy is evil yeah they never explain why she branched the timeline if i had to guess it's because she's a girl that's probably the reason to say no. Loki must be a man. So they're the. So they are the. I think. I think the joke is that they're edge lord continuity crazies who are so obsessed with continuity that if they go ahead and say we can do this, no, this is forbidden. It must be this, and I will destroy everything just to prove my point. And yeah. So, Mobius tries to ask Renslayer to ask ask to see Hunter C-20, but Renslayer claims that C-20 died from a mental breakdown. Yeah. And during this event, they go ahead, when Sylvia and Loki try to go to the ship and commandeer it, they do this awesome one-take of them battling battling everybody in this big one-take shot. But they ultimately fail and they're stranded. And much to everyone's dismay, and Sylvia's like, Okay. So. Yeah. Sylvia and Loki. After they go through a little emotional moment. Form a romantic connection. Creating this unique branch timeline in a nexus event. Perpendicular to the sacred timeline. are learning to them. And who come to rescue them. And, and immediately arrest them. I'm like. Why didn't they just kill. Leave them stranded to die. I'm like, wouldn't that make more sense? I mean, for them, because the TVA is clearly a corrupt organization by corrupt leadership. But yeah, they return to the headquarters, and Mobius goes in and laments about about taking Loki for his help. Uh, yeah. And then... Yeah... Loki, Mobius then imprisons Loki into in time loop for, of a moment from his past for Sif. Yeah, she's back. And I think the last time we saw her was, and I'm not kidding, she wasn't in, she, her last appearance in the movies was Thor The Dark World. Thor Ragnarok, she was kicked out in between the films when Loki took over. But there is something I do recall. Lace Sif showed up. In the events of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is no longer canon, from what I've been hearing. Some people say it is canon, but some are saying it's not. And considering they bring the TVA in this, that means that they have to debate about that. And I'm pretty sure they are the reasons they destroyed the Marvel and Netflix universe. So way to go there, TVA. You helped out a lot on that front. And Sif is apparently pissed because Loki cut a piece of her hair and naturally she beats the crap out of him and then she tells him that he will always be alone. After some moments, Mobius pulls Loki out to interrogate him about the next event and occurring. And while mocking Loki's narcissism and falling along with Sylvia because one self oneself is horrible. And then Loki finally snaps after trying to lie to protect Sylvia, reveals that you'll oh, all that but Mobius sends it back to the time loop because he's very doubtful. Later on, um, he, Mobius becomes more suspicious, is susceptible to the idea, and steals Renslayer's time pad, which he finds a recording of the mentally sound C twenty, who confirms Loki's statement. Meanwhile, Hutch B fifteen, who goes ahead, who had been possessed by the Sylviac Loki variant, and revealing, yeah. Yeah, Hunter B-15 goes ahead, is looking all distraught, then charges into Sylvia's room and takes her to 2050 Alabama when the hurricane's supposed to happen, and asks her to show the memories of her past life, having glimpsed on when Sylvia previously enchanted her, learning of her own variant nature in the process. And then while Lady Sif is about to... And then in the time loop, Lady Sif's about to beat the holy hell out of Loki in the time loop again. Loki just breaks down and admits that he's a narcissistic a-hole who just yearns for attention and knows that he'll be alone in life. And the and this honestly confused me because so is the time loop a pocket Dimension, which means that it's not a variant timeline because Lady Sif doesn't do it. She just picks him up and is like, you always will be. And then leaves because she knows there's nothing to gain from Loki being in physical pain. He's clearly broken emotionally. But doesn't that mean that that, that branch is the timeline in a pocket dimension? Which means there's a pocket version of the TBA that has to fix it. Because Lady well, Sif has to beat the crap out of Loki in this. But yeah. So Mobius frees Loki and admits the Loki and says... Maybe you can be somebody, you maybe something, someone good and whatnot. But they're confronted by the Ren Slayer and TVA Minutemen, and Mobius acknowledges his betrayal and says how he always, the how, oh, before my life with the TVA, I always wanted to know how I probably always had that jet ski and whatnot. And then Slayer prunes him, much to Loki's despair because that was his one friend. So they take uh, Loki and Sylvia to the Timekeepers, who want to execute them personally. During which Syl- Syl- Sylvia asks Renslayer why she was arrested. Though late Renslayer just smiles an evil smile, and says, "I don't remember." And I'm thinking, "Wow, you're a bitch." <laughs> Leading to this horrendous moment in time where, <laughs> oh man where B-15 arrives and frees the pair of their restraints and def- and Loki and Sylvia team up and fight the Timekeeper guards. And Renslayer, though B-15 is knocked unconscious, Sylvia be- beheads a Timekeeper only to learn that they're all androids. What a twist! And Loki, and then they realize that who created the TVA? And whatnot. And attempts to tell Sylvia about his feelings. Red Slayer then prunes him, and then Sylvia, in her rage, overpowers her and demands the truth about the TVA. And in the next episode, she doesn't know. But then we get to a mid-credits scene where Loki awakens in the strange world or destroyed New York, and meets four of the Loki variants who ask him to join them in order to survive what is inside the void. <laughs> So, that was Loki episodes 1 through 3. We'll be back after these messages, everybody. Take care. We'll be back after these messages. We're back, everybody. And we're going into the fourth episode, four through six. And the time varies, authority judge tells Sylvia... I don't know who created the TVA, and that Loki is a dead. He's teleported into the void. The dimension at the end of time with everything the TVA prunes is dumped into the and from which nothing has returned. They also deduce that the creators is hiding in the timeline beyond the void where they cannot be detected. Thus TVA's mascot, Miss Minutes, and Renslayer stall for time until the TVA troops arrive. Face and capture, Sylvia kills herself. Oh, and after interrogating and imprisoned Hunter B-15, Renslayer instructs Miss Miss to help her find the TVA's creator because now Renslayer is curious to know what it is and more about like what was my, and not like and, and B-15's like you don't know do you you can't find him because she needs to find him, you just want to find him, needs and want and then, meanwhile, while all this is going on, Loki learns from his forbearance that there is an Alligator Loki, much to Loki's shock and annoyance, Boastful Loki, Kid Loki, and Classic Loki. Now you're probably wondering who these Lokis are. So Kid Loki is a variant version of him that killed Thor, which means he is the king, the king. Boastful Loki is is a is a black version of him who's basically very boastful. Alligator Loki is apparently wanted for the secret timeline where he apparently ate the wrong fo- ate the wrong animal, which I'm questioning wh- what timeline was this again. And we got some cameo things like like we even see in the dirt when they're traveling that we see a frog version of Thor from the comics. So apparently he's been pruned and killed and. Classic Loki now his story is actually sadder. He is from the main timeline so to speak He even wears the classic Loki outfit from the comics when the Avengers form in the first issue And classic Loki is basically went through the same life as the same as the Loki we have or the Loki that existed in the MCU timeline where where it's revealed that he made it made a mystical version of himself well, to, to escape down his grass, turned himself into rubble, and then after the ship exploded and everything went to hell, well, he went ahead and then contemplated the universe for like a long, 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 long time, and, he, and then decided, yeah, this isn't worth it. I'm going back. I, I, I'm going to isolate myself in the world. I'll see you, everybody. See ya. And. Loki spent for about 50 years in isolation, cut off from the rest of the world, just on a small little planet, but then he felt something odd. He felt incomplete. He felt longing. He missed Thor. He missed his brother and wondered if his brother missed him and, and was preparing to leave the planet. Then the moment he made his first step, the Time variant authority, the time authority went ahead and was like, no, this is not the secret timeline. Because we can't have a Loki that cares, genuinely. Yeah. But yeah, they learn of a massive creature. Lo- Loki number whatever, variant whatever, learns that Elias a massive cloud-like creature, herds and kills all life in the void. And it turns out... That Elioth is a cosmic creature that destroys all life, in a way. And Sylvia briefly manages to enchant Elioth, if receiving help from former TVA member Mobius. Uh, Mobius, yeah, that, that's his wrong name, and escaping the creature by via car. So, yeah. <laughs> oh god, this is where things start to go off the rails. Okay, so after they do this whole backstory and whatnot, Loki tries to leave after trying to inspire them to say, well, I'm going to kill Oliath, and they just laugh like, you can't just kill Oliath, and just and, calls, and they kind of just accept it for as the god of outcasts, and then he goes ahead and prepares the exit, and then sees a second group of Lokis, led by President Loki, a Loki that became the President of the United States of America. America. My god, I wonder how awkward that was. However, it's revealed that both for Loki betrayed the others intending to rule the void, even though Aliev controls all. And the Lokis go and betray each other and fight. Classic Loki hells Alligator and Kid Loki and original OG Loki escape and eventually find Sylvia and Mobius, much to their happiness and reunion. Then, they using a time pass, Sylvia stole from Renslayer, Mobius chooses to return the TVA and reveal the truth to its employees, and then subsequently want to burn it down. He asks Loki variants to come with him, but they choose to stay behind, saying, uh, yeah, this is our home, but... Then this is where things start to go weird. So Loki has to distract Elias so Sylvia can enchant him because she was pissed that Loki actually wanted to kill Eliath because that's actually gonna somehow work. But both fail until classic Loki returns and creates a massive illusion of Asgard. To distract Elias, saving Sylvia and sacrificing himself in the process when Loki realizes, I think we're stronger than we actually are. Rookie together, Sylvia and Loki both use their powers to enchant a revealing a citadel beyond the void, which they walk towards hand in hand. And then we get to the final episode. <laughs> Turns out that the person in charge of all this is someone known as He Who Remains. Yes, a very ominous name. Yes, yes, very ominous. So, Loki and Cillian meet Miss Minutes and reject an offer from the one, the he who remains, they could have just called him the one who remains and that wouldn't have worked, but yeah, from his, her creator to return to the timeline with everything they desire like Loki being the Avengers and female Loki living the lives that she always was supposed to have. They reject it, saying that that's just fiction and that they'll like, decide their own destiny, much to, to, to her grinning draining amusement. Meanwhile, Rensselaer leads on a mission to find free will after receiving information from He Who Remains, and Hunter B-15 informs the man that they are just variants by showing the variant to Renova, who is a school principal from Ohio in 2018. So, yeah... This is where things start to go. We're teasing the big event that's gonna go down in this saga of the MCU. So they meet the variant. They say he doesn't give his name, but if you've read the comics, you already can guess who this is. This variant doesn't reveal his name, he instead says, I was a scientist from the 31st century. I went and traveled to other universes and met my other selves, my other variants. And together, we create, We exchanged information, knowledge, technology to help improve all, each of our universes. But then they realized that because there is a uh, multiverse theory, there are wicked and evil versions of him that seek to conquer the multiverse. New lands to acquire in their powerful crusade sparking the great multiversal war or is it a secret war yes and he who remains reveals to loki and sylvia that he created the TVA after ending the war when he discovered alioth which raises the question on who the hell alioth is oh i actually could take a wild guess i'm pretty certain he's created by you know, created by the Beyonders, but they can't show up yet. They have to be a secret for a long time. I think they'll show up in Multiverse of Madness. So, yeah, the timelines begin to branch and he offers them a choice, saying that everything here, up to this point, has led to this moment, essentially. He's Darth Maul at this point. He goes, every every choice you have made has led to this moment, saying that now he does not know where this goes. They have a choice. One, dethrone him and kill him and end the singular timeline, sparking a potential multiversal war, or replace him as his successors and overseeing the TVA and continuing the t- t- the singular timeline. Sylvia already wants to kill him and Loki attempts to stop her pleading he wants Sylvia to be safe and Sylvia thinks she's just in for power and Loki tries to explain that if they kill this guy it's basically better the devil you know than the be- devil you don't. And then they kiss which I'm pretty sure is something else but Sylvia then decides I'm not you and sends him back to the TVA and she kills he who remains unleashing the multiverse with timelines that cannot be pruned. Much to Mobius and and B-15 where they say, where they go ahead and proclaim that for all time, always. Loki, in his disparity, goes ahead and freaks out, starts to freak out, oh, as the timelines continue to branch out, goes to warn B-15 and Mobius that variants of the He Who Remains are coming to wage war against the galaxy. But they don't recognize him. But then Loki turns around and sees a statue in the likeness of He Who Remains has to replace those of the timekeepers, revealing he is another he's in another universe of a TVA authority group. Well, we're all screwed. Congrats, Sylvia! You created the Secret Wars. Because that's what this is. Like, we know who He Who Remains is because of his role in Ant-Man and the Wasp mania He's going to play kang the Conqueror, so he's kang the Conqueror. He's the next big baddie in the MCU, oh and probably he's going to be the second big baddie. The Beyonders will be the first big baddie and this and people pointed this out. Phase Four seems to basically tie is going to tie in a lot of stuff. Spider-Man: No Way From Home, No Way Home, uh, since that's been rumored to feature multiverse characters from the other Spider-Man movies and also featuring Doctor Strange. Then there's the Loki TV show which will tie into Doctor Strange's movie, the WandaVision show will tie into the Doctor Strange movie. So basically Phase 4 is, is essentially Doctor Strange cleans up everyone me- everyone's mess. That's basically what this is. Phase 4 is essentially going to be we break the universe, Doctor Strange cleans it up for us. But now When I was watching this, I kind of had this weird idea where they could try and take this. So, in the, the comics system of Marvel, they're basically saying that everything that has happened in TV, in movies, in games, they all exist in their separate universe. They are all a massive infinite multiverse. is this how they're going to explain the mutants because now there's a timeline because now the timelines are forming up which means there's a timeline where mutants exist there's a timeline where the netflix characters exist they're going the omniverse route where dc did and eventually caught up to doing but now it's this thing i'm having did kevin feige I know he didn't have this completely all planned. He probably had it up to Thanos' Infinity War and then drafting halfway through about what the second saga would be. But I was thinking to myself, you know, I think this is the MCU. It has been labeled Earth-19999999 according to some multiverse charts I've read. But I'm thinking now... Is this actually the MCU, the whole thing, the whole shebang, actually a prequel to the entire Marvel multiverse? That this is the center of all the Marvel universes that exist, that all come from this one universe, because of events that transpire there, which means there's an infinite universe, which means 616 can happen, which means they can meet their 616 counterparts, they can meet the other. They can meet the Ultimate Universe. They can meet the Netflix heroes. They can meet the X Men from the Fox Universe. So I'm thinking, is Loki actually suggesting that the MCU, everything we've experienced for the last ten years plus, is all a massive equal to the main, to the main Marvel comics we get and all their subsequent alternate realities because marvel's comic universe is 616 it's not the center of the multiverse we don't i don't think we even know what the center multiverse is center energy of the multiverse like how dc says everything that happens in our continuity is set on one earth earth prime new earth as it's also formally called or earth zero Whereas in Marvel, there's is oh we're in the 616th universe of the Marvel multiverse. Okay, so what's number one? Will they retcon that say that this the MCU is Marvel Universe Zero, therefore it's Earth Zero for the Marvel Universe? So yeah, they have already indicated that King the Conqueror is the next big baddie. He, with his uh, debut about how he's the cause of the first of the last secret of the first secret wars. Which means the beyonders are probably waiting waiting in the shadows to watch how things unfold, and if they have to, they'll step in if needed. But yeah. We're in for a pretty wild ride, everybody. It, it's gonna be insane. But that was Neo Reality Collect, everyone. These were my impressions and belief and viewpoints on the Loki TV series. Feel free to check out all my other content if you wish. Donate to the brand and everything let's go for our outro everybody take care everybody and have a nice day be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment NRE The Wrestleverse and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa